right. Um, Where, where is your your register of people who belong to? Where is it? Don't have the register. Well, if you don't have a register, how are we managing the people? So, we have to sort all these things out. Numbers chapter 1, verse 3, Numbers chapter 1, verse 3, from 20 years old and upward, all that are able to go forth to war in Israel, thou and Aaron shall number them by their armies. And with you there shall be a man of every tribe, every one head of the house of his father. And these are the names of the men that shall stand with you of the tribe of Reuben, Eliezer, the son of Shedor, of Simeon, Shelumiel, the son of Zurishadai of Judah, Nashon, the son of Aminadab, of Issachar, Nathaniel, the son of Zuar, of Zebulon, Eliab, the son of Helon, of the children of Joseph, of Ephraim, Elishama, the son of Amihab, of Manasseh, Gamaliel, the son of, of Benjamin, Abidan, the son of Gideon, Gideoni, of Dan, Ahiezer, the son of Amishadai, of Asher, Pagiel, the son of Okran of God, Eliashaf, the son okay. of Jewel. So, all this information is in the Bible, very detailed information in the Bible. It shows that if you are leading, you should have some form of register to know the people, very detailed. Now, especially 
those of you that you are the executives, what are you doing? What work are you doing? You don't even know the people whom you are supposed to be shepherding. You can see the instructions that was given here to number the people and from 20 years upwards. So this is giving you a specific group of people who are going to be led. See. And they were, they were broken down to the point where their, their names are even being written down. So the scheme army is made up of the youth of the church. But we are not seeing the youth the way we ought to see them. The age groups, when we say scheme army, the age group, what is the age group for the scheme army? Papa, please, anyone that falls within the ages of 16 and 28. Okay. And that is the youth of the church according to age. That's the scheme army. But, and, and do, you, do you know anybody, everybody that is in the in the church between that age, are they here? No, please. So, what is wrong? And the church is mainly filled with people in that age group. So, if we are not getting them to be coming to their meetings, and something is wrong, the work that you have been giving, you are not doing it well. It's not my job to be. It's not my job to be doing. Um, to be, to be the youth leader or to be coming to do youth meetings. To organize the youth. That is why we have a, a, a part of the church, a group of the church called Scheme Army, for the mobilizing of every young person. Not. Old faces. Since Scheme Army was started, when you are coming for meetings, is there any new face here? Shows the work that is being put in. Nothing is being done. Nothing is being done. See. Don't know. Um, don't know the names of the young people. Don't know the names of the new people. Every day. Sunday, people are joining. There is no passion. There is nothing, no demonstration of zeal. I am not just talking about the executives. Everybody here. It's as if, you know, there is no youth in the church. Or presence is not being felt. So, from 20 years old, this is the Bible. And everybody here is over 20 years. And you should be able to go to war. 
you needn't be in the wall that is called church building. Church building is a war. It's a warfare. Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail. That means there's a fight going on. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. And everybody that is over 20 years in the Old Testament, they were supposed to be at war. There's no time for you to say, when I grew up. No, from 20 years, according to this, you should be ready. But most of us are not at all. We are jokers. We are just playing. And you know the sad thing is that it's your youth that you are wasting, not my youth. Me, I used my youth very well. I used my youth very, very well to serve God. This is your youth. And you are not at war. You are at ease. The Bible said, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Find that scripture for me. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. In the, mean, in the meantime, Amos chapter 6 verse 1. Mm. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion yeah. and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named If you are, If you are here and you are thinking that, oh, I'm going to trust in my education, I'm going to trust in my beauty, I'm going to trust in whom I know, and who is my uh, my auntie, my uncle, my father, or whatever. You, you are making a big mistake. That's the same mistake your mother did. That's the same mistake some of you, your fathers did. And today, you can see the results in your lives. It's your time now to change something, but you are doing the same things they did. Passionless youth. Youth without any drive, zeal. Youth who are at ease. Meanwhile, youth is a time where you should be, you should be on the war. It's a war time. You are engaged in the war for God. It's not a time to be relaxing. But you are too much at ease. You are not on fire for God. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria. Whatever mountain you are trusting, whatever you are putting, it, you, it is just one stroke and suddenly fortunes will change. Yes. As we are sat here, just one shifting by spiritual powers and then you realize that it was foolishness to trust in Mount Samaria. Yes. See, this is, this, is, this is what some of your parents did and, and up to now, they have not been able to even a common thing like marriage. They have not been able to marry. They do not settle down. I haven't seen anybody that has served God very well and is not married. Because when you serve God well, there's a beauty that comes on you. It's not a physical thing. You, your nose might be as big as you know, a bus, but there is a beauty because you are. Oh, there's a glory on you. 
you are always at war. You are in front of people. You are talking to people. You are busy. And there's a glory that is on you. That makes you very attractive. Everybody wants to marry you. See, your parents, most of them, they worked in their own wisdom, depending on their own Mount Samarias. And today, there's nothing to write home about. You have the opportunity. Maybe some of them, they didn't have the opportunity to be in a good church. But you have this opportunity. But you are at ease in Zion. And you see, the word woe there is a curse. When you say woe, it means it's just a matter of time before you see the realities. When you see things, when you see curses actually working. Now you might think, oh, you have time, you have time. But you are deceiving yourself. Before you are aware, you are now struggling even to get a chicken to come and say, I want to marry you. Yes. And time would have gone. Your biological clock will be ticking. So, there is a specific age limit where you have to be active, very active for God. Very, very active for God. When you read in Numbers 38 verse 26, it talks about also another numbering. Where's my my water? Okay. Read it. Numbers 38, 26. No, I said Numbers. Exodus 38, 26. Exodus 38, 26. Mm. And Becca for every man, that is, half a shekel, after the shekel of the sanctuary, for everyone that went to the number, to be numbered, from 20 years old and upward for 600,000 and 3,550 yeah. men. Exact numbers are known. Every good general knows the exact numbers of people they are dealing with. Everything in your life, you should know exact numbers. You should know the exact number of souls you have won this year. You should, know, you should be detailed like that. I said 20 years and above. Yeah. So, God wants us to be at war from 20 years. From 20 years. And are you at war? Or you at ease? Are you at war? Or you at ease? Now, I taught you about signs of barrenness. And one of the signs is if there's no growth, multiplication, increase in your numbers. It's a sign of barrenness. 
I've seen a lot of young people in the church. A lot of them. It's mainly made up of young people. But the organization that's supposed to be rising up and taking charge of things, the youth, they are doing nothing. They are not applying ourselves well. So, remember, if you are 20 years and over now, you don't have any excuse. And that is the time, too, that other things would want to take your time. That is why there is an advice in Ecclesiastes. Because right now, God is very much aware of the other things that want to also take your time. That will make you forget. And exactly like it's happening now, many of you have forgotten your creator really in the days of your youth. The, the, the warning there is remember. Meaning, many foolish youth forget. They get carried away and drawn away by, and then they're at ease. Instead of knowing that, no, this is a season of war. See, when it's a season of war and you are at ease, you always make mistakes. Like the mistake that David did. David was supposed to be at war. The Bible says specifically that it was the season where normally kings would be at war. And David said, no, I'm not going to be at war. I'm going to be sitting down. And what did he do? In his relaxed moment and being at ease, instead of being at war, he found his eyes going to see Bathsheba and lasted after Bathsheba and, and in the end killed the husband, committed adultery, killed the murder, adultery and murder. All because when it was a season for war, he was at rest. Put that scripture there. So, 20 years and above is your season for warring. You have to be warring for God. You must be at war. Building a church. Being involved in a church. Being like a pillar in a church. Being like a Joshua. Lifting up a man of God's hands. Not the nonsense that we are seeing. The lackadaisical attitudes that we are seeing. A joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke of an expression to your youth. It's an insult to to the period called youth. Yes. And I can tell you because when I was your age, I used my youth profitably for God. Very busy. Saturday like this. I'm busy. Very busy doing things for God. Sunday, busy. Morning right through to evening. Yeah. Weekdays, I'm having meetings with youth, fellow youth members, doing visitations, helping to build a church. That's what I was using my youth for. I was helping to build a church. Today, the church is still standing. And it's, it's, it's almost 30 years old now. What are you using your own youth for? Apart from nonsense and foolish pride and stupid things. That's what you are using your youth for. Read it for me. 
Second Samuel chapter 11, from the verse 1. And it came to pass, after the year was expired, mm-hmm. at the time when kings go forth to battle. Yeah, at the time when kings go forth to what? Battle. battle. Yes. That, you go forth to battle. There's a time for war. Read it. That David sent Joab and his servants with him mm. and all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. David tarried still at Jerusalem. Continue. So and look at the result of the tarrying. When you are supposed to be at war and you are at ease, Satan will always bring things for you. He will keep you occupied. And most of you, he has kept you very, very occupied. Very occupied. With nonsense. Total nonsense. Foolish things. That's what he will occupy you with. Things that, that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. They don't really matter. But he will keep you occupied with them. Through, through laziness, procrastination, excuses. He will keep you very occupied. So read it. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed yeah. and walked what upon the position? roof. When you are not at war, you'll be asleep. And many of you, that's your favorite pastime, sleeping. The least opportunity you get, you are sleeping as a young person. You, you, you are like, you are like, you know, ma now. At a, ma, at her age, as soon as she sits down, she's tired and she's sleeping. She sits in the car, she's sleeping. She's, it's, it's, it's because of old age. Because that's not how she was like when she was younger. She's a very hard-working woman when she was younger. But and I, I don't even remember seeing her sleep even during the day. No. She's working very hard. But now, she just sits down. Just sitting down is work and she will sleep. Yes. So, when you are not engaged in the things of God and you are lazy, the bed will be your best friend. Some of you, bed, the bed is your best friend. Sleep is your master. Every time you want to sleep. But you see, the strength of youth is that, as I was telling you with Ma, the strength of youth is that your body is able to endure. Even if you are tired, your body is able to endure because you are a youth. Your body should be able to endure. endure. Yes. 20 years and above. But you, all you want to do is to sleep. All you want to do is nothing. Just while away time, engaging in stupid, useless conversations, Profitless chit chatter that won't benefit you. You don't have the foresight, the initiative to use your time and say that no, I'm at all. Because you, you see, if you are engaged in war, if you are really busy doing something for God, there is always something you have to be doing. There's no nothing like free time per se. Always there'll be something that you have to do. If you sit down and God's work is on your mind. Always something will come into your mind. Have you done this? 
Have I done this? I've, oh, I haven't spoken to this person. I haven't seen this person in a long time. You are here. Look, when we call meetings, there are youth, a lot of them in the church. Forget about the ones in Dodua. There are other people in church who are youth, who are not here. But you see, you are not engaged in the church building. You are just here like a leaf. No. You are not bearing fruit. You are, you are just like a leaf on the branch, just there, not bearing fruit. You are not engaged in the church building process. So you don't sit down and think about it. You don't see problems and you don't want to be a solution to problems. So you are there on your bed because you, did, you are not at war. It's easy. When, when, you are, when you are at war, nothing, I've been to two, um, two wars. I've been to Iraq. I was sent to Iraq two times. Been to Afghanistan. Yes. And there is nothing relaxing about a war. Even what you wear, it's not normal. Everything about the war is different. There's no, it's not, there's no relaxation there. It's nothing like, oh, I'm relaxing. When you are sleeping, you are even dressed as if you know, anything can happen. So, and, 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 and there's, there's nothing relaxing. Yes. But, and you are always thinking about survival tactics, what you must do in case of this. When you hear this, when you see this, what, what are you going to do? Because you are engaged in the war. Because if you don't do it, you are going to die. Most of you are here. You are not really engaged in building the church. Your youth is not being used to build this church. You say you are part of the church. But your youth is a waste. And is useless as far as the church is concerned. And if you are doing anything, you are not doing anything more than 5% of 100 percent capacity because youth you can do more you can do way way more if I can pray four hours at my age a youth should be able to pray eight hours twice what I'm praying without feeling tired should pray you pray continuously praying 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 yes but what are you doing? You are at ease. You, don't, you, you, are, you want everything to be easy for you. You are not at, you are not at war. You are not at war. He was on his bed and walked upon what? The roof, the roof. of the king's house. And from the roof, and he saw a woman washing herself. Yeah, people who are not engaged in church building, they always see other things. They will see other, other things. Satan will show you other opportunities. This looked like, ah, what an opportunity. Yes, but it was a trap that stained his kinship for life. If you are not engaged in the things of God, other opportunities will come. You'll be there, somebody can, let's go and sell uh, in Chinam. Oh, it's, oh it's, a biz- it's a good business. Then you jump after it. Forgetting that, oh, when I go to sell the engine, I'm, I can, I'm not be able to do anything for God or that one. Because you are not engaged, your mind is not on the work. You easily see other other things. 
that will appear like a beautiful opportunity. Something beautiful to look at. Meanwhile, it's a trap. Those who are not engaged in the war always end up choosing the wrong things. Choosing the wrong things. Yeah. So, make sure your youth, you don't waste it. See? Make sure you don't waste it. It says, he looked upon the woman, very beautiful to look upon. Mm-hmm. And David and sent, David sent and inquired after the woman. Yes, and said, and one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Yes. If he was at war, he would not have seen this. He would not have been tempted. She would not have, you know, messed up like this. Yeah. So, that's why the Bible says that 20 years, 20 years and above, you should be at war. You see, if you're a youth, your greatest problem is forgetting. Your greatest problem is what? You forget a lot of things. You might not bring your mind to it. You forget the need for you to work for God. You might think that it's automatic, but not every youth remembers. Mm. Remember now thy creator what? In the days of thy youth. The days of thy youth. The days where you should be at war. Building a church. Use your youth to build a church. Build a church. You, this is your church. And then this is your church. So use your youth to build the church. God is aware. This is the very time as well that other things might distract you. But you see, youth who are at war, they will not be distracted. You know what you want. You know um, you, are, you, are, you are focused because it's war. You are building, helping to build something for Jesus Christ. So, the, the distractions, what are some of the distractions that can come as a youth? The distraction of wanting to have sex. It's a distraction can come upon you. Education. You can use education as an excuse why you are not going to be involved in building the church. The war that I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm talking about the war of what? Building a church. That is the war that you must be involved with. Which Satan will make you forget that it is a war. Because many of you don't even see it as a war. To build a church is a war. And we need the youth to be builders. Builders. So you can be distracted by sex. You can be distracted by education. You can be distracted by friends. You can be distracted by, you know, a lot of things can distract you and compete for time. So that it will get to a point where you forget. You forget. Remember now 
thy creator in the days of what? Thy youth. Because the time will come. Just like your mother and your father, a time will come. When evil days, you know, evil days come when a combination of curses, when curses are now becoming a reality. Evil days come when you suddenly realize that time is gone and now curses are operating in my life. Then you are walking in evil days. Yes. I'm walking in evil days. So, the things that have been taking our time, the things that are competing for, for a space in, in, in our lives, it is better you, you start listening to God. Because God says, God is aware, Jesus is aware that you need to go to school, you need to work, you need to marry, you need to do all these things. He's aware of all these things that as a young person, you are chasing and trying to sort yourself out. You know, he's aware of it. But you see, in God's wisdom, in God's wisdom, he has given us a way out. And the way out is not seeking your own things first. The way out is to build his kingdom first. And you see, by building God's kingdom, you see he will build yours. Yes, as I was telling you, I have never seen, unless you are not doing the work well, but if you engage in this serious war business of building a church, marriage will be a small problem for you. It will be your least concern. If you are a woman, you see, the men will be chasing you. Your problem will be who to choose. And if you are if you're a guy to, you know, the same thing. If you are not doing the work well, it's not one of the blessings that you enjoy. If you do God's work, it's just a blessing. I mean, everybody will want you. Everybody will want you. Yeah. So some people, when I see them, they say, oh, uh, it's like marriage is so difficult at, the, at their age. It's become very difficult. Yeah, because they wasted their youth. They wasted their youth. Anybody that is engaged in this business of warring to build a church, you will become special to God. God loves church builders. He will, Jesus will stop everything he's doing just for you. Like he did to the guy that the centurion that built a church for the Jewish people. He stopped whatever he was doing and went to attend. So if you engage your youth in church, building a church, and stop having some stupid satanic ideas that will make you forget. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not your personal business. You are not getting any money from it. So you are not serious. But the blessing that you get through it, the, through doing, engaging in warfare of building a church, what the blessing will attract, no amount of money can give you that. No amount. You can't buy a good marriage. It's a blessing. 
to get a good marriage is a blessing. No, no, no amount of money can buy that. If you don't believe me, recently, Bill Gates is a good example. No amount of money can buy a good marriage if you don't know. It's a blessing that comes from God. So to be engaged in the things of God, building the things of God, God says he'll give that to you. It's just automatic. It's a blessing to get a good husband, a God-fearing husband, you know, that will love you through thick and thin. You know, a peaceful, nice marriage with godly, beautiful children. It's a blessing. Not money. Money can't buy that. So don't go and chase money to think that money will give you that blessing. That's the nonsense your parents did. And look at what has happened to their lives. So don't make that mistake. Don't forget. Don't be forgetful. Remember. Remember. Be engaged in building a church. You don't know the opportunity God has given to you to be engaged in build, building a church. Some people, they know, some youth, they don't have the opportunity. They are smoking weed. They are on the streets. They are doing also. Because they, they haven't been given the opportunity to draw near to the kingdom agenda of Jesus Christ. But you are here and you are joking. You are playing. You, you won't come on time. You won't come prepared. You are not involved. You are not doing anything. You are just barely doing minimum. The hours you are putting in shows that you are at ease. You are on your bed. You are looking at Bathsheba instead of focusing on the wall. So remember your creator. The word remember, I need you to take good note of it. Because it is something that you will easily forget God. It will shock you. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. And you need to be hardened. It's a war. Church building is what? A war. And you are privileged to be part of it. It's a great privilege. The Bible says that we are co-workers with him. Co-laborers with him. It's a great privilege. You don't know. Take it and do it well. See, when when I was a, a, a younger and I was in the youth and all the youth, the people whom first I was, I became a youth vice president. Then after the turn of office of the president, then I became a youth president. And during all those years, all those years, everybody that was in our youth, all of them, they have married properly. They've been blessed. It's like a blessing to have finished school, working in good jobs and good places. Yes. Those who were serious. Yeah. So the because we were, we were engaged in church building, serious church building activities. We, we were all engaged in it. Yes. And we were not doing any sexual uh, in other places where you find uh, you sleeping around and doing all sorts of things. It wasn't tolerated. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't something that was there. We were like brothers and sisters. Even though some have ended up marrying amongst themselves. But it was all 
peaceful and we were we were we were an army to lift up the, the elders unless they uh, 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 we were looking if there's something to be done we are there we are doing it attending meetings doing things organizing things yes winning souls one of my mothers who was very active with sister Baite, she's dead now yeah so rest in peace yeah even take us we will go to a brief we had a meeting, some SU meeting, a camp, and other things. We, we were there. We were always there. Yes. It's war. Building a church is what? War. And there are people, as at now, we must know exact numbers of the youth, male, female. We must know the age group. We must know those who are working. In every youth group, you have people who are not working and people who are working. And you have people who are students. And all that dynamics, you must know. You must be aware. If you are really concerned about church building, you must be, especially if you are a leader, you must be aware. Because you must be praying about these things for the people whom you are leading. But you see, you are not really involved. You are not really involved. So you, your mind is, doesn't come to these things. Always you need to be reminded. One of the ways I know people who are not really in church building, like they are not serious about building the church, is every day I have to remind you of the same things. Every week I have to remind you of the same things. Every meeting you have to be reminded of the same things. It shows you are not thinking. You are not using your brain to sit down and meditate and think about the work that you are doing. You don't see it as a work. You are not serious. You are, you are just joking. Let me use this meeting as an example. If you know I'm, you are having for a meeting, you know I'll ask for water. You have to sit down and think. The leaders must be, make sure that all these things are in place. That, that will demonstrate to me that you have thought about the meeting in a prayerful way, in a meditative way, to foresee problems and to solve, be a problem solver. But what do we see? Every time is the same thing. Every day is the same thing. Same, same, same things. It's the same things. So it demonstrates that you are not thinking about the work of God like somebody that is at war, but somebody that is at ease. When you are in war, if you don't think fast, if you are not using your initiative, you will die. You will die. You have to think fast. You have to solve problems. You have to be creative. And it's the Holy Spirit that enables a person to do all these things. Yeah. Even today, About the tent. No. The car is there. So, the easiest option is that the car should be what? 
remove. But what if the car is broken down? What if the car can't move? Are you going to say, oh, the car is there? And that is it. You will solve the problem. No. I have to think on your feet. I have to think on and solve the problem. Practically. Look at options. Shows that you have sat down to think about. See, I've told you I've told you guys already. In life, when you always want to take the easy options, you are you amount to nothing. If you take the hard options, if you have a choice between two options, you want to take the hard option, the easy option. You know, like for instance, two ladies that are overseas. And this is a real true story. One had, you have the option. All of them, are, both of them are beautiful. One took the option of. Oh, let me get an old white man to marry and get papers. And another took an option and said, No, I don't want that option. I will join the army and get my papers through the army. And the people were laughing at them, You are joining the army, you will die, you will do this, you ah, do it. And said, No. The person without, the person got married to a foolish old man. Had a child with a man. But as I'm talking, the marriage didn't even last five years. Divorced. Separated. The one that took the army. Hard training. But got the papers and nobody has got anything over this person. And this person now is married beautifully with and still married as I'm talking. Yes. If you if you want to take easy options in life, if you have a choice, oh wait, that is why if you take people like doctors, the difference between a doctor and a nurse is that the doctor has taken a harder option of studying more, four more years. The nurse will do three years. They will learn the same things. The nurse will do surface things, and it, the nurse will start working. Getting money. But the one who took the hard option, it's just a matter of time. When they start catching up, they will catch up big time and you will be under them. Yes. So, don't be looking for easy options and easy answers. Yeah. The tent, for instance, the easiest thing is for the car to be moved back. But if that is not possible, see, you should make yourself a solution provider, not a complainer. That doesn't help any, anything. It doesn't solve any problem. It doesn't make you useful. It, it just The problem is there. You can be a complainer of the problems and come back and report. And you see, that's the attitude of the guy that had one talent. It's a very bad attitude that you must crash out. You know, solve problems. Don't come and say, oh, I see this and this and I see that and I see that and I see that and I see that. It's there. What can I do about it? Guy said, I'm going to work. And working, to the, the other two took a harder option, a more difficult decision. Got to work and work. Work knowing that it's not even my own. 
I'm working for somebody. Yes, it's a hard option, but they took that option and worked, got, got their money back, double. But the guy that wanted to take it easy, be at ease, said, started talking foolishness and nonsense, trying to make it the fault of the man that gave them the talents that I know you're a hard worker, I know you don't want to reap where you have sold, and so, you know, I just took your money and buried it in the ground and went to sleep. Yes. Very, very foolish. And, you know, what happened? The owner said, this is what? A very wicked, this is a very wicked what? Person. Yes. When you don't solve problems, you, you turn out to be a very wicked person. You turn out to be, a, you have to solve problems. Say, so you, you wicked and lazy servant. Yes. See, the car, for instance, your attitude could, can be, oh, it's my fault that I've parked the car there. Don't I know that it is Saturday? We have to go and do uh, service. So I should come and remove the car. And somebody will just stay at that level and do nothing about it. Because it's my fault. I didn't come and remove it. So that's, that's the lazy, wicked attitude that the guy had. Yeah. Or, irrespective of the fact that I haven't moved the car, your attitude will be, no, I have to solve the problem because we have a service. So whether the car is moved or not, I'll solve the problem. Find a way out. Because what is it? People stay, people, the tent is there. People are going to stay under the tent. What can I do to solve the problem? Where can I gather them? Can I move them away? Can I move the tent away? What, you see, that means that you have sat down and you are thinking about the work of God. Many of us don't think really deeply about the work of God. Yeah. So when I came, you know, a solution had been provided. And, and, and it worked. And there was also another, another one which, you know, just less than three, three minutes, we solved that one too. The car is there, the tent is there, the space for the people to sit down. We solve it. The thing has been moved. Just, just, just like that. And the car is still there. Solving problems. So, when you are not involved in the war business, you don't think about it in a certain way. You think that the way a soldier who is going to war, what he's thinking is the same way like somebody that is going to be at home would think. No. He has things he has to be thinking about. Have I got my weapon? Have I got bullets? Have I got this? Is there enough food? Well, how am I going to do it? Because he's, he's at the war front, he's going to the war front, and so his mind is thinking a certain way. But the person, the civilian at home in the office, he only hears of the war in the news. Can't really think about the war in a certain way. That is what many of you are doing. Because you are not engaged in the war, you are thinking about church building in a certain civilian way. Meanwhile, the Bible says that endure what? Hardship as what? 
a soldier and your hardship as a soldier. So your youth, your youth is a period you must use for building the church. Building the church. This nature of youth that we have, what can we build? When you are committed to war, you are committed to war, then you are committed to, to, to death. And this is how the Bible says it. So, okay, you found 2 Timothy 2 3 says, Endure hardship, what? Like a good soldier. Endure all this. You want things easy, easy, easy. Being in a warfare is not about being comfortable. No. And Jesus put it this way He who wants to lose his life, uh, uh, he who wants to what? Save his life will what? Lose it. But he who loses it for my sake, you will get many, many things. So no one serving as a soldier gets involved in what? Civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Yes. While you are all, we are here engaged in, we are not thinking really about the war. We are not involved in the war. See, when you are involved in the war, your money will go into it. Your, your educational abilities, so everything about you is, in, is involved in the war. Everything. It's not just Sunday, you just come. That's the civilian mentality. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's not... Find that scripture for me where it says lose to gain. See? You have to, you have to lose something. This is, what, this is the key. This is the key. Today, many of you are not ready to make any sacrifices, really, to build the church. Sacrifices for the church with your youth. You are not ready. And a church cannot really grow if the people are not willing to make sacrifices. You want people to make concrete sacrifices to build a church. Make a decision. I'm using my life to build a church. Yes. I'm using my life to build a church. Don't join the people who are forgetting. Remember your creator in the days of you. Don't join the people. So, this is why Jesus says, always have a list of priorities. Put some things first. Some things must be put first in your life. And what are those things? It's not your family. It's not your brother, it's not your sister, it's not your cousin, it's not your father, it's not your mother, it's not your children, it's not even your wife or your husband. God first. If you don't have that priority, you, you will be a lazy, useless civilian or a soldier who is involved in civilian matters. And you produce no fruit. You produce nothing. You have to have a priority. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Are you practicing it? Or is it just a mantra on your lip? 
And you see, in the, in the Bible, he gives us the age. He said 20 years and above. Those who can walk, that means at 20 years, your father can't even stop you from joining the war. Your mother can't stop you. Your brother can't stop you. Because at that age, you should be able to make a concrete decision that I am in the war now. Compulsory by force. And everybody must accept it. But when you want to please people, when you don't have a list of priorities, what is really important to you, according to the word of God, you turn things around. You, you want to please people rather than please God. At your age, you are not 14 years, you are not 13 years, you are not 16 years. 20 years, you should be old enough, finish school, you should be now, you know, you can have a baby. Come marry. So, when you want to make a decision for God, you should be bold. At that age, let everybody know where your stand is. If not, you turn the priorities around. You'll be doing something that is not really important. It's only important to you. But in the eyes of God, it's not important. We have been given a scale of preference. Those of you who have done a little bit of economics, it's a scale of preference because, you know, you, we don't have abundance of supply. So you must have a scale of preference. Okay, this comes first. Every decision I'm making in my life, God first. Then my wife. Then my children. You must have a scale of preference. And, and, and if God first, if God first, then my spiritual children, my spiritual children are even more, going to be more higher than my biological children. And it's true. Because I'm not the time I'm spending now, I'm not spending with my children. I'm spending with you, who are supposed to be my spiritual children. I'm not spending with my children are being denied of quality time with them. Because of my scale of preference, God first. Yes. Because I could be here. I can show you. I can show you videos when I'm spending time, summertime like this. Last year, summertime, we were uh, coronavirus. There was I was spending time with them. We, we were going on on a canal with water, and we were paddling, and we we're in our little boats, and we were having time. We were just having nice time. Or we go bicycle riding, or we go for walks in there. We were having nice time. Yeah. But you see, the priority is that God first. And because of that, my spiritual children are even looking more important than my, my own biological children. I'm not there to help them with their home, homework. I'm not there to do anything like I should be doing. Because I have a scale of reference. I'm putting my mouth where my words are. Seek ye first. If you are not willing to make the sacrifices and be bold like a soldier, see that's why soldiers are different. A soldier is very different from a civilian. 
A soldier has certain boldness that a civilian hasn't got. You are a civilian, you are afraid of people's reactions, what people will feel, what people will say. And so you are there, people pleasing. When, and it's a case. If God's work is there, and you are supposed to be doing it, and you are doing something, it's a case. Yeah, oh yes. Yes, you don't know, or you don't know. It's a case. Because you, you, you can't make the right priorities. You can't put the right things first. So God's work is suffering. It's a curse for you. Nobody needs to curse you, but you'll be cursing yourself. And you know the curse you'll be cursing yourself. The same thing that happened to your parents, that's the same thing that will happen to you. And I can show you the curse. It's in Haggai chapter 1. He said, Consider your ways. Is it now time for you to be in your paneled houses? Consider your ways. Is it now time as a youth to be in your paneled houses? Haggai chapter 1 verse 5. Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Soon much and bring in little. Yes. Ye eat. That's the case. You sow a lot, but you see nothing. Your father's life is being repeated. Your mother's life is being repeated. And you are also falling in the same cycle. You can't break out of that evil cycle. Because you are doing the same things they did. Forgetting God. Forgetting God in your youth. Look at them. Most of them frustrated. Most of them have ended up single. No parents set up, started life wanting to be like that. But God's word is true. As long as you have, you are, you want to chase and be in your partner houses. You will so much in relationships, in careers, in education, and you bring in little. You eat, but you not have enough. You, you, you get all these things and suddenly you'll be diagnosed. You've got diabetes. And all the money you are earning now will be to buy drugs. Oh, yes. You, you, you drink, but you are not going to be filled. You clothe yourself, but you will not feel warm. And you earn wages and to be like you are putting money in a bag with holes. Story of your parents. Yeah. So God says, consider your ways. Don't be a youth who has forgotten his creator. I'm telling you again, it's God's opportunity. God is giving you an opportunity. It's a privilege. Don't take it for granted to be involved, to be even drawn into a church building. Don't joke with it. I'm sure many people who are out there, if they had this opportunity, even somebody to be guiding them and advising them and praying for them, their lives would turn around. But you have become an overpumped, spoiled brat. Yes.
So remember your creator. Remember your creator. And the age, it says, is from 20 years, you must be in what? In the war. That, at that age 20, you must be ready. At that age 20 years, you must be ready. You must be doing something for God. Have to be involved in building a church. You have to. Be ready to make some decisions. Radical decisions. Not following the trend and course of life. Of civilians. No. A soldier's life is different. Prepare to make some wild decisions. Yes. Right now. Some of you. Who are supposed to be in the war. You see you must be in the war. As. As a, a, a commanding officer. Eh? Put that verse there. That talks about a command. Who is a commanding officer? A commanding officer is one that is in charge of a whole battalion or a group of people. Yeah. So, as your general overseer, I am your commanding officer. And a commanding officer gives instruction. This, this, um, um, this platoon or this company, A company, B company, Go on the left flank. Come, do this. Go and attack here. Go and check if there are supplies here. No, in war. That's what the commanders, they are there giving instructions. And making sure things are done. But if you have soldiers who are lazy, soldiers who are not disciplined, when you give orders, nobody moves. It's like they are civilians. See, in the army, you say, obey before you complain. Yeah. But your commanding officer gives you orders. He hasn't got people, you know. A commanding officer must have people who must, who can go into the enemy's camp. Go and spy. If you watch, have you watched spy films before? Rambo and all those. Yeah, you see that. They go into what? The enemy's camp. And go and plant bombs. And demolish things. And then they will run quickly and come back. You run and then you see they radio for a helicopter and helicopter come pick them up and then they are back. Yes. It's a work of a commanding officer plans all these things. How can the church is also at war but we have youth who don't want to be at war who cannot be instructed who are lazy, see, indisciplined. Spiritually some of you when you see soldiers, you see soldiers are always exercising, doing physical exercises, lifting weights, and being physically fit, doing exercises. So soldiers, you see that they have six packs and other things, so that they are fit. Some of you, spiritually, you say you are a soldier, but you have a one pack, a big stomach, obese. Yekase trumikakra eko. Gate Nanoa, you start panting. Yes. You are not spiritually fit to be a soldier. You can't be sent. That's why you are not producing the results in the house fellowships. Because you are weak. Spiritually weak. You don't exercise yourself. 
soldiers exercise and it's compulsory it's part of their work sometimes three times when 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 i was in the army we had pt we have pt on wednesdays and then we have um ceos um run on fridays what you put put everything on like you are in a war with your thing and then you'll be running miles it's not easy very hard if you are not fit you always be in the back always in the back those of us that were fit we are always in the front and they will, some of us because we are very very fit what they did was that you know because when you are going out marching out and running out like that two of two people are always in head to check traffic and other things but you have to be a very fit person that can run come back join the group and do all those things if you are not fit they can't put you there yeah sometimes you have to even go and join the people who are struggling in the back to encourage them yes sometimes we will take their we will take their bags and add it to ours and then we will help them yes but it's only for fit people if you are not fit you can't do it yeah and then and see so exercising is part of the work of a soldier you, you exercise compulsory apart from the wednesday and the friday ones you have to be having your own time that you go to the gym and exercise personal exercise so that the fitter you are the easier everything is for you one when you are fit you don't get injured all those who were always getting injured were unfit people because if you are not fit and you are running your back will give way you have to have strong upper body strong thighs and legs you you get you break you break down easily and it was always the unfit people that were always getting sick every day they are on sick leave or they are they have a they give you a if you are sick they give you a cheat to exempt you from duties and there were some people always they are sick and that is a career failure when your report is being written you will never be promoted even though you are having it easy with your excuse of a cheat that says that you are not supposed to do hard work when they are writing your report they will fail they will put it in you have been sick on cheat for three months and if it goes on they will recommend for your discharge you are not fit for army service and then they will medically discharge you and you go home and you lose your job so training is part of it and you have to be fit the bible says that physical training is of little importance but spiritual training is of much importance what is the spiritual training your fasting your prayer your you know everything that you do personally as a group and personally that will build you to be a very fit person when you when you meet situations you can deal with them you can pray you can you know you 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 become a little pastor for people whom you lead not weaklings find that scripture 
Um, First Timothy chapter chapter four verse eight. For bodily exercise profited little, uh-huh. but godliness is profitable unto all things. You must exercise godliness. How many of you even fast? And when I say fast, you are not doing that selfish fasting where I'm fasting for my marriage, I'm fasting for this. No, you are fasting to towards the building of the church. That is your first priority. Anyways, that is your first priority. Always be doing things in, in priority. God first. So, if I'm fasting, God must be a priority for my fast. Do you even pray for the souls? Do you pray for the people under you? That's godly exercise. That will strengthen you. You don't do these things. You are weakling. Always, you won't produce any results. And it's clear. It's clear for all to see. So remember, we are saying what? 20 years. At that age, it's enough. You are old enough to make a decision that I am what? In the army. Your mother must accept it. Your father must accept it. Your sisters, your brothers, anybody must accept that I'm in the army. That's it. It's my priority. Please accept it. 20 years and upwards. Not 15. 15, you are too young to make such a decision. 14, you are too young to make such a decision. At 20 years, you must be ready for God. Ready for a commanding officer. You are part of building a church. And you have a commanding officer to tell you do this. Like Joshua. Joshua was, if you study Joshua, Joshua was always a youth that was around um, Moses. Always. Very, very zealous young man. One time, he was so zealous that he wanted to do something angry about something um, because some people were supposed to do something and, and, and Joshua was zealous about it, Joshua angry and Moses said no, 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 it's alright and from that scripture what, we, what you can see from that scripture was that he was one of the youth find that scripture for me he was one of the youth that was what? always around always around yes, not a youth that is always youth that is always at a distance you can't be used. You are a distance, always a distance from your commanding officer. You can't be used. If you want to send somebody, you, you are not the person that will come into, the, into mind. You are at ease in Zion. You are like David. When it's time for war, David was what? What was he doing? Eh? What was he doing? He was on his bed. He was on his bed. When it was time for kings to be at war, he was he lay with you know go 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 back go to the verse one. And he came after the year was expired. At the time when kings go for to war, there's a time for everything, a time for you to use your youth for war, not to, to be asleep, not to be far away, far away. See the people who were close. They were the ones that, that got anointed. 
Same thing for Elisha. Do you know Moses had sons? But none of them became the next leader. It's not just your physical closeness. You must be physically close and spiritually, more importantly, spiritually connected. That's how you get, you get it. Have you found the, the verse about Joshua and Moses? When he was zealous I've marked it in my other Bible. Yeah. Who are those young men? Let them come in. Tell them to come in. Uh huh. Let's read it. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people, as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hand, hands and break them beneath the mount. No, no, no. I don't think this is this one. Where is Joshua in this one? Numbers chapter 11 verse 26. But there remained two of the men in the camp. Uh-huh. The name of one was Eldad and the one of the other Medad. Mm-hmm. And the spirit yeah. rested upon them. And they were of them that were written but went out, went not out unto the tabernacle and they mm-hmm. prophesied in the camp. Eldad and what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Continue. Verse 27. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad uh-huh. and Medad do prophesy in the camp. Uh-huh. And Joshua the son of Nun, yes. the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered One and of said, his what? Young, young men. Yeah, that's, that's the Eldad and... Yeah. So you see that... Moses had young men around him. Joshua was a young man that was always close. Yes. This is why he got anointed. Zealous young man. Always around. So that they can be sent. Can you be sent? Can your commanding officer send you? And when you go, will you be able to achieve and produce results or you just go there and produce no results yeah he looked at he said my lord moses forbid them a guy was close he was he said and joshua the son of them the servant of who moses one of what his young men there were some were young men that were far and there were some that were very close some that didn't engage in anything that Moses was doing. Like you're in a church. Whatever the church is doing, you don't even know what the pastor is doing. You don't know. You know they are, and there are some too who are close. They know what they know what we'll be doing next week. They know what will be happening. They know some of you, it's only on Sunday, you just come and listen and you go. You don't even know what is because you are not close. You are not close. You are not close. 
So, make sure you are overcoming whatever makes you forget your youth, your, your creator in your youth. You have to overcome them. God is aware that it is there, but you must overcome them. God is very much aware, but you must overcome them. You must overcome them. And as, as I've told you, soldiers make sacrifices. You can't be a, you can't be a soldier and still ha- no, be without sacrifices. And it is a biblical principle. You have to endure some things. This is why we teach losing, suffering, sacrifice, and dying. There are some things you must die to. There are some things you must suffer. Be prepared to... If you want your youth to count for anything, you must be prepared to make those sacrifices. Some of us are not willing to make those sacrifices. So, it's the same story year in, year out. And you see yourself turning into your father. You see yourself turning into your mother. But you are blind. You can't see. You can see. You are coming out of that. Amen. I said you are coming out of that. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Overcome those things. Now, give me that scripture that says that if you try to gain your life, you will lose it. Give me that scripture. Uh-huh. Let's all read it together. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. Yeah. If you try to give your life for the gospel, learn to prioritize what is important to God. Everybody here, don't live your life anyhow. Have be be. Be, be, be thinking because you are in a war and I told you that at the end if you are in it it makes you think about it in a different way than somebody that's not in it if you are really in it you think about it in a different way so if you are really in the business of building a church building God Jesus' kingdom your thinking must be different from somebody that all they want is I want to have a master's degree I want to uh, be the next MP. I want those people think a different way, but those who have prioritized God's work also think a different way, and those who are engaged in building what Jesus is building also think a different way, and they make the necessary sacrifices that are needed. Yeah, you put us, and and this is one of the things that you must walk by. It's one of the principles. Whoever wants to save his life, you will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will what? Will find it. You thought you were losing, but God is going to bless you beyond your, your wildest imagination. Beyond your wildest imagination. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Continue. What is there on that? What good will it be for a man if uh-huh. he gains the whole world? If he gains the whole world. Yet forfeits his soul. Yeah. Or what can... A man give in exchange for There is always an exchange going on. You are exchanging your life for something. 
This is why Jesus taught us about priorities. If you don't remember priorities, you will be doing what you are not supposed to be doing and making certain things more. Look, for instance, do you think you will marry because of your education? No. Do you think you marry because of your education? No. You are still young if you think like that. You are, you are not knowledgeable. Oh, I've got a degree, so I'll marry. You are joking. You are joking. The forces in your father's and your mother's house will be looking at you. Look at you and say, oh, look at you. It's not by that, too. You don't know. So, yes, I want everybody to go to school, finish your school. But 20 years, he says, are you ready at 20? By 20 years, certain decisions for God, because God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Love the Lord your God. I can quote so many scriptures that shows that God always wants priority, and you must make him priority. God loves to see people who have made him a priority in their life. Not people who have made their fathers, their mothers, their brothers, their sisters, and what they want for them, a priority. See, people will rule your life if you don't have priorities according to the Bible. Your life will be guided and ruled by people. Yes. Your life will be boring. Love the Lord your God with all your with the Lord your God with what all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. God first. Yes, you are going to school, but God first. And you are involved from 20 years. You must be involved in the business. I won't even say uh, business, but I would rather say the war of building a church. Yes, you must be involved. 20 years ready. Where is that scripture? What, what, where is it? Numbers chapter 1 verse 3. Numbers chapter what? 1, one verse 3. Everybody that is 20 years here, you must, you must be involved in building. And that must be your priority. That must be your priority. And God says that when you make that priority, that's your priority, everything else, you work it out for you. Yes, you suffer some things. You suffer some persecution. Even, you see, the Bible says that a man's, a man's um, worst enemies are what? The members of his own family. Your own family, your own parents, they are the ones that will, will hinder you the most. You must, at 20 years and above, you must rise above that. Not here, I'm not, you are not, it's no longer about pleasing them, but it's about pleasing God. That's why there is an age limit. 20 years from, 20 years upwards, you must be able to enter into the war. Be a soldier. Make that decision. And just, and just go in. Whether your father likes Because anybody, when you tell your parents, I'm joining the army, they, they know that you are signing up that you can be killed. And many, some, some parents will tell you, no, you can't do it. Because they are afraid that you will die. They are afraid that you die. But at 20 years, you, you should go. Whether they agree or not. Because you have come of age to understand that you must now have your own priorities according to the word of God. When you are 14, you can't have your own priorities. You are living with them. They are checking you out. They are doing everything. But 20 years and above, you must have your own priorities. It says, a man's worst enemies are what? 
will be the members of your own family. It is your own family that will resist you when you want to make that sacrifice. They will tell you. They will tell you, for instance, so your 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 father, your mother tells you, I took you to school so that you want to be a pastor. And they will start insulting you. They will start insulting you. But that's the devil talking. That's the devil talking. And and you see, you must be able to identify the voice of the devil in your loved ones. Jesus was able to identify it. Peter was Jesus' loved one. And Jesus had to go and make the greatest sacrifice ever on the cross. And he was telling them, the moment he told them that I'm going to go and die on the cross, Peter heard it and thought that, no, this is not a good thing. You can't go and go and die on the cross. How can you go and go and die on the cross? And the Bible said he rebuked Jesus for that. But it was something Jesus had to do. Had to make the sacrifice. If he hadn't sacrificed, where would, where would all of us be? In When you sacrifice for God, there is a greater good that even your eyes might not see immediately. And people who are not spiritual, who are around you, they will frustrate you. They will advise you negatively. They will make you even feel that you are stupid if you want to do this. But he who is not spiritual can never understand spiritual things. And one of the cardinal things of a spiritual person is sacrifice. Until you can sacrifice, you can never be spiritual. I told you about my own children. Because God first, God first, my spiritual children, which is the church and you, that's why I'm here. Today, Saturday, we could have been going to a park or somewhere with my own biological children. Could be spending some time. We could be going to Alice Holt. We could be going to Tall Park. We could be riding on the rides and having fun. But God first. So instead of spending time with them, it has been sacrificed to promote God's work. So you can never be spiritual if you are not willing to make any sacrifice. And at 20 years and above, when you can't make decisions for God, there's a problem. Make some drastic decisions. Yeah. But the natural man, 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit. You can never convince that your mother, that your brother, that your sister, who is not spiritual, why you want to be a pastor. They will never see eye to eye with that. If you are waiting for that day, it will never come. They want you to do it when you are 40 years. But 40 years is too late. If you start early, it's better. Because by 40 years, you, that is when you really be seeing the fruits of the sacrifice you made. In the beginning, you might not see anything. But God is faithful. Amen. Trust in Him. You, we walk with God by faith. You don't have to see everything before you can make the decisions that you are supposed to make. That is why the Bible said that. And Enoch walked with God. Abraham walked with God. Walk with Faith only pleases God. That's the only thing that pleases God. 
they, the, the, the people who are not spiritual will tell you, you are throwing your life away. Did I send you to school to go and do this? You are a disappointment to me. Don't talk to me again. Sometimes they might even kick you out of the house. But at 20 years, you must be prepared to make certain decisions. To join the war. People, look. See, do you know why Islam is spreading? Because they are ready to make sacrifices. Yes. When Christian youth are thinking about visas, you see your, 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 your family member who is not spiritual, all they think about the church is, oh, a church that when you go to, they bless you, you get money, you get a job, you get a visa, you get this. That's what they think the church is there for. But the church is not there for that. You are there to work for your master. To serve him. And when you start to want to serve God, Pharaoh will arise through them. And will prevent you. Islam is growing because their youth are radicalized. They are so on fire for what they believe in to the point that they will put a bomb around themselves and go and blow themselves up. To die for their cause. Look at Boko Haram. Look at what they are doing. They, are, they believe in what they are doing. Meanwhile, Christian youth don't want to even sacrifice anything to build what Jesus is building. So Islam is growing and spreading fast. And Christianity is shrinking. The days when Christianity was spreading fast was the days when people also made critical sacrifices. So you had people like um, Ramsea or some of them are here. You, you have people like Ramsea, uh, James Marquion. They leave their comfort. Adoniram Jackson. He left his comfort. Went to, I think, India or China. Some of them, they go, they tell you, you know, Mama, Mama was reading a book, and this is a this this book was written by a missionary. I've forgotten her name. A missionary who a, a, an English woman who went to Congo to preach the gospel and lived there. And in the book, said so they send the missionaries, they come, they die. They say send more, they come, they die. They say send more, they come, they die. This woman, eh? Her grandchild or the daughter is in the same school as one of my children in the UK. And, and the grandmother is the one that went on missions. But what has become of the child? He has, he has, he, he's not ready to make any sacrifices. So somebody that your mother left and went to preach in, left England to go and live in, in a village somewhere, Preaching the gospel, you can imagine in 1920-something, preaching the gospel, there was no internet, there was nothing. There was no even proper medicine. That was the time when Christianity was spreading. Because people were willing, young people were willing to put their lives online and, and say, this is it, I'm going. If you are not aware, if you see today, look at what is happening. Because the church is not, we, 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 are, not, we are losing our influence. They, 
They are making, if you don't take a time, will come, you can't even preach about it. If you say this, they say, this traditional council has said this. These people are saying, come and beg. These people are saying, you can't talk. And this is where the church is setting. Christianity is losing. Because we are just a bunch of people who, we are losing power because we don't sacrifice. But let us come back to the place of sacrifice. You see that suddenly, the church will gain back its power. A church which the youth don't want to sacrifice has no power. As we are here, our strength is not in our numbers. Our strength as a, 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 a fighting unit is, can I send you? Can, I, can, you go and, can, you go and, can I send you to go and... Our sending power is our strength. Do we have men that I can say, go here, go. Go, and you go and go there and like a, 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 like a rumble. You go and demolish the strongholds there and build something there and radio in it back. Hello, CEO. Job is done. The place is secured. You can send uh, something. Can you do that? Or when we send you, you have a civilian attitude. You are not fit. You are spiritually obese and lethargic, tired. You have to drag yourself there. When you get there, you, you don't do anything. You are just there. You just send a report, hello, and, uh, and you just come with excuses. Like it's happening in some of the house fellowships. Yes. We are not interested in excuses now. Jesus is building his church and this is our priority. And it must also be your priority. Not your education, not your marriage, not whatever. Those things, eh? It will come when you have the right priorities. When you have the right priorities. So, you must overcome spiritual sickness in order to bear fruit. Talking about obstacles to you becoming a proper testimony and a good youth. Overcome spiritual sickness. Sometimes when a woman can't give birth, it's because there's a sickness in her body. That's why she can't give birth. So many of us are spiritually sick. You see, we talk and talk and talk about these things. The reason why you are not bearing fruit is that some of you have got hidden spiritual sicknesses. Some of you are engaged in secret things in the background, hiding in the background, you know, doing boyfriend, girlfriend things, or you know, there is some pride somewhere, there is some laziness somewhere, there is a spiritual sickness, there is something wrong. That is why your body, you are not producing. So you must overcome that spiritual sickness. Otherwise, you can't bear fruit. If a woman has got problem with the fallopian tubes, you have to solve that problem before she can have, give birth. Some of you, up to now, you are still engaging in anger, in bitterness, and you don't talk, you know, everything you are offended, every, you know, you, you know, very disrespectful, rude. These are all spiritual sicknesses. Spiritual sicknesses. Lying. 
You can't bear fruit if you don't overcome these things. You can't bear fruit. And until you make up your mind that I want to change, I need some healing in this area of my life, you cannot bear fruit. Number two, you must overcome the cares of this world in order to bear fruit for, for the Lord. As I told you, he said, be ready at 20. And at 20, you are the prime of your life, 20 years. And you have certain things that naturally you'll be drawn to at 20 years. If you're a boy at 20 years, your body is at a very good optimal age. If you're a woman too, it's optimal. Yes, age. Good age to bear children. If you're a boy, you see that when you wake up in the morning, your erections are very, very hard erections because you are young. If you compare to somebody in their 50s, in their 60s, it's not the same. And all these things are telling you that are trying to vie for what? Your attention. God is aware of these things. You are a lady, you are having, you know, hormones running all over you. You look at boys and your eyes go, 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 go. It's drawing your attention. But you must be prepared to put those things to death and, and say that you are not my priority now. Yes, I'm not my priority now. God is aware that these things will be going on. But he says, I also need you. So you must make up your mind that, no, I don't give my strength to sex. I don't give my strength to parties. I don't give my strength to idle chatting and useless gossip and all those things. I'll make God my priority and be involved in what he's doing. And you see, you can get your energy. You can spend all your energy in building to the point where you don't really care about these things. You don't, it's not even on your mind anymore. You can overcome it. The cares of this world. Remember your creator. Remember what? Your creator. Because the desires and cares of youthfulness can make a person forget God easily. Your desire, oh, I want to finish school. Good. But should you finish school at the expense of forgetting God? I want to marry. Should you chase a relationship at the expense of you know, your relationship with God? I want to start a business. Should you start that business at the expense or do that business at the expense of your relationship with God? Many people fell for that trap. They forgot in their youth. Those people are your fathers and your mothers and your grandparents and your great-grandparents now. It's your time. Make the right decisions. Make the right choices. Overcome the cares of this world. You cannot bear fruit if you don't, if you don't overcome the cares of this world. You can't. But when you lose for Jesus Christ, when you lose for Jesus Christ, for his name's sake, get ready. In due season, you will see. 
You see. Amen. You must overcome immaturity. Immaturity. I told you 20 years and above, you are no longer a child. But fit now for God's army. And God is not looking, for instance, if I, we are talking about giving, everybody here should be tightened. Doesn't matter whether you are working or not. The principle is that any increase that comes into my life, I will tighten on it. And there are a lot of you here, you don't tight. You are not learning. You are making the same mistakes like your parents. Wait, you think that you are waiting when you get big money before you tight. If you can't tight whilst you are getting 10 CDs, 20 CDs here, you can't tight when you get 1,000 CDs. It will be too much. So now, make the right decisions and overcome immaturity. Amen. Overcome what? Immaturity. Move from childhood to adulthood. Quickly. Don't remain a child. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, So when I was a child, I speak like a child. I understood things like a child. But when I became a man, I put away what? Childish things. Yes. So, overcome it. Immaturity. All this immature behavior. You know. You will let people this. Do you know what will, what will happen when you are immature in your behavior? When you, you see, there's something that is known as what? Vessel change. You should switch from a, 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 an immature teenager. By 20 years, you, you should be more mature now. You should, your understanding, everything about God should be different. You should, you, you know, your, 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 your vessel should change. All this immature behavior, fighting, quarreling, you know, gossiping, all this youthful immaturity. By the time you enter into the army, you see, anybody that joins the army, by the time they come back, you see they are different. Childishness is drawn out of you. If you are in God's army, 20 years, you must be ready. When people see you, they see a young person, but they will not despise your youth. Bible says that, let no man what? Despise your youth. But they will despise your youth. If you are always making fun, you are always joking, you know, you are always trying to, you know, you, 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 you are not engaging in mature things. Who is going to respect you? Who is going to, when you talk, who is going to respect you? If they see you, if your parents, the people, if they see you conducting yourself in a manner that is respectful, your dressing is respectful, your, 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 your talk with respect. You know, you are not engaging in useless chit-chatter. And it's not only in church. The greatest place is at home. Especially your parents. You are not letting them always complain. You are, you are, you are, you are insulting them. You are arguing with them. 
You are immature. You will not bear any fruit. You will not bear any fruit. And many of you, you can't even evangelize your own friends because of the way you behave when you are with them. You are no different from them. They are guy popos. They talk like guy popos. They behave like guy popos. And you too, you behave just like them. How can you go and preach to them now? You can't go and preach to them. You are immature. And the immaturity is making you not bear any fruit. It's not making you bear any fruit. So all this immature behavior, if you want to be respected, you need to start making an effort because 20 years, you are fit enough to be in God's army. When you, you, you see, when, when I went to see Bishop Dark, one of the things that, I, 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 that was amazing to me were the people that were around him. I didn't see any old person around him. I didn't see any, any old person. There were young people, there were pastors, young people, there were bishops. Young, young people. 20, 20 something, 23, 20 something. Young, young people. Around him. Running everything perfectly. And we, the old ones, when we come to them, we have to respect them. I don't go and say, oh, look at this small girl. You can't, even the way she's conducting herself, you can't treat her like that. You can't treat her like that. You can't say it's a small girl. You respect her. When she says, sit down here, you sit down with all your bishop and everything, you sit down. And, it, and, it's, and it's true. If I went there and I saw them <laughs> or fighting amongst themselves, and then the visitor is there watching. Who is going to respect you? When you come and talk, you can't even come and talk to me. No. So, overcome immaturity so that you can become useful a soldier in the house of God. Amen. Three, overcome the lusts and pleasures of this life. Overcome the cares, that's the first one. The lusts and pleasures of, the, of this life. Yes. If I want to bear food for Jesus, I could be with my wife right now. Yes. I could be with my children right now. But I have to overcome all these things. The pleasures of this life. They can choke God's word from making you fruitful. Overcome the deceitfulness of riches. Next point. I've talked about it. Overcome distractions. That's the next point. Overcome the tendency to be unstable. Some of you are very unstable. You can be on fire for two weeks and then suddenly you become unstable for three weeks. Then you come back, then you are, you are you're on fire again for two days. Then something will annoy you, then we will not see you until three weeks again. You are not stable. Such a person cannot bear fruit for Christ. You must overcome that tendency. If God wants anything from you, it's your constancy. And if, if me, as your commanding officer, if I need anything from you, it's your constancy that I can rely on you. That if nobody is going to come, whether it rains or not, you, dear, you'll be there. Can you be relied upon that way? 
Or you say, oh, you see the curse of riches, the curse and the lust, and then the, the pleasures of this world. These are all factors. They can press you and then you become unstable. You become unstable. You can't say that, okay, let me, let me give you an example. Okay. Every Sunday you come, you see me here. But me too, I can say that, oh no, I have something else that I want to do. So on Sunday, you come, you won't come and meet me. You don't know whether you are going to come and meet me or not. Will you be happy? Yes. Constancy is very important. And at any stage in your life, you must learn how can I be constant. You can be a student. It doesn't mean that you must become constant at a certain period, like examination period, you, you are constant. You are not constant. So it's exams time, so God will go to the back burner. No. Because in life, when you start, if you should finish school and you start working, there will be no time for you to say that. You see, the same excuses you give, you, you do the same thing. You are not going to be constant. So overcome it now whilst you are young. Remember and learn how to overcome it. To be constant. Can't say because, you know, I'm doing business, so I can't be constant. No, overcome it. Whatever, is not, whatever wants you not to be constant, overcome it now. Learn to overcome it. Don't say, I'm working. I'm working. So because of your work, I can't be constant for God. No, overcome that ability. You have to be stable. Not like a reed that is blowing by any wind. You are moved by situations and circumstances. You are not committed and thinking about the work, the work of building, the war of building in a certain way. So you are giving to sudden change. And I want to give that one to you as an advice. Anybody that you call a friend should be somebody that is not giving to sudden change. Anybody that can just suddenly change their mind, don't call them a friend. Don't even make them your best friend. Because you are, you, are, you are waiting for trouble. And people who can be relied and steady. Look at David and Jonathan. Even when Jonathan's own father wanted to kill David, their friendship, constant. Constant. Jonathan didn't say, Ah, David, you, you know that is my father that is chasing you. So this one there, please excuse me. Uh, you are not going to see me for the next three weeks. No. It was still constant. Constant. Even to the point that after Jonathan died, he remained constant to Jonathan's children and uh, grandchildren. Mephibosheth. Yes. But you, you are so unstable. The least thing is an excuse for you not to be in the army of God anymore. You call yourself scheme army, but I don't see any army. 
I only see scheme civilians who are given to sudden change. They can, they can take decisions, random decisions, rad, radical decisions. They will be there. They will just come and inform you. This one, they, they will tell you for your information. It's not something we are coming to discuss with you. And, you are, you, you, see, and this behavior, if you don't even work on it, it will affect all your other relationships with your marriage and everything. One day you get up and say, I don't fancy you anymore. Because your botox is dropping. It's become the gravity is working against your botox. Or the woman will say, I don't fancy you anymore because I'm leaving the marriage because when we were marrying, you were working in customs and you were buying uh, human hair for me. Now that you have lost your job, I can't be in a marriage. And they will leave. Because you can't be reliable. Truth thick and thin. Faces. Some of you, if the church should go through any crisis right now, you run away. See, like Bishop Doug, right now people are talking about his church and whatever, and because of some foolish goods. And some people in the church are being affected, but there are more people who are stable. Doesn't matter what. Because this is not anything that to do with his personal character or anything. These are allegations from, from disgruntled people. People who are disgruntled always make these sort of allegations. This is not the first time it's happened. Yeah. Can you be trusted? Can you be constant? Can you... Oh, no, constant. Little, little things. Every day you have to be reminded about the water. Every day you have to be reminded about lateness. You are not changing. You are erratic in your behavior. You are not steady. You can't bear fruit for Christ. You can't be a good soldier. So, if you want to be productive, I'm going to be constant. Tuesday meetings, I'm coming. Constant. Mark your personal register. 52 Tuesdays in a year. I will get, I'll be constant. Whether rain or shine, I'll be there. Sunday, I'll be there. Youth meetings, I'll be there. House fellowships, I'll be constant. I'll be there. Not erratic behaviors. Yes, there will be times where you don't really have a choice. For instance, if you have to write an exam on a Sunday and you come to church, you are a good. You are what? A good. Because your exams is on a Sunday. So you have to go and write the exams what? On a Sunday. That one is understandable. I've seen people where they had exams Sunday evening. They were in church on Sunday morning. Still came to, and passed and passed excellently. Yeah. So there are some times where, you know, it is understandable. You don't have much of a choice. But where you have a choice, God first. I'll be constant. I'll be constant. And finally, you must overcome inactivity. Always be doing something. 
See, when you are thinking about the work of God in terms of a warfare, always you'll be thinking about like and when you search now a Sunday. If you are really involved in building the church, there are some things that you'll be thinking about. Like, okay, my house fellowship people, have I called them? Have I reminded them? And I'm in Kostraomo, Minko and Kurijomo, Mabon Payamomo. Why not see Obebane? Ubisu we took Kwayana. Do you know all this information? You don't know. You don't know. You are inactive. I said some wrong. No, see Farko. And now the opposite no mojana now yet toshi. You don't want to move anywhere. Inactivity. You have to become active. Ebi mutifia and su debia no my elite. It's shocking. Very, very shocking. Inactivity. Do something. Always be doing something. Don't let your youth be what? Despise. Don't let it be despised. So, I hope you have had enough. There are some of you, you are inactive even on the WhatsApp platforms, but you are on every other platform apart from the church one. Forwarding stupid messages on those your groups. When we put something there, you don't comment. There are some of you here, you are on Facebook, but you are not following the church. You're on YouTube, but you're not following the church. Inactive. How can you bear fruit? You don't know what is happening. You don't know the latest. So learn these things. Get out of this inactivity, dullish behavior as if you are a 70-year-old person. Dull in hearing. Dull in moving. Slow like a snail in your reaction. The older you get, the slower your reactions. That is why an older person, they are, everything about them is slow. Their reactions are slow. You are young. Everything about you must be quick, 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 quick. Quick. I know somebody that one day saw an usher and the usher looked at, it was, had, uh, it was a bit like Porsche's um, stature. And there was another one too that looked like Gifty. And the one that was like Portia, when she's walking, it's like a pregnant woman. Very dull, slow. And the one that was like Gifty, always walking sharp, smart, 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 smart. And this is somebody. This is somebody's story that he said. The reason why I married her, the first time I saw her, was because of her walking, sharp walking, with sharp reflexes. Not walking like. Yeah. That was the first time you saw her. So when you are young, everything about you must be sharp, 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 sharp. You have to be quick, your reflexes. Overcome inactivity, spiritual inactivity. Even if the church hasn't called for fasting, you should be fasting. Picking up days, fasting. Doing follow-ups. All of you here should be follow-up leaders. All of you here should be looking at becoming pastors. You can become a pastor and still have your work. You can be working and be a pastor. And if you can't overcome these things I'm teaching you, you can become a pastor and be involved in the building of the kingdom of God. It's not always that you are going to have me here. The time should come when you should grow to the point where, you know, 
you are now the main person also of the church. We are going to branch out. We're going to have branches. And it will take soldiers, skilled soldiers, the Joabs, the Joshua's, to move it forward. And if you are slow, you are, I'm afraid we are going to leave you behind. We will leave you behind. Yeah, so overcome inactivity. Overcome inactivity by being busy for the things of God. In the morning, get up early. Don't sleep as if Sunday morning, get up early. Don't sleep, sleep as if you are, you know, you, you, I won't even say living in this house because there are people who are in this house who are always still late. But Sunday morning, get up early. Get up early. Do some rounds. Do some focus. Do some last minute. Uh, bring somebody. Yes. Don't sleep until 8 o'clock when you're supposed to be coming. That is when you are getting up. And you repeat the same things again. You are young. Too young to behave like you are an old man or woman. So rise up in strength. God wants your youth. God wants you to sacrifice your youth. In this world, if living right now, if you take the number of people here, only one or two people will really listen and make that decision. I will sacrifice my youth. Because normally, people don't listen and they waste their youth. They don't remember their creator. Majority of people don't remember their creator and their youth to make the necessary sacrifices. They don't. As you are listening to me, only one or two will really take it on board. But majority will not remember. They will go back to the same things and follow the normal trends of life. So overcome inactivity by sacrificing your youth for God. Make up your mind. I want to do something for God. And you have to start little by little. You start being in a house fellowship. Then you start running a house fellowship. And being an assistant in a house fellowship. You are a follow-up leader. Then you move on. You become a house fellowship leader. Able to teach. Able to you know, lead. Able to visit. Able to counsel. Able to gather people. Then from there, you see that an opportunity might come. You might become an adino. Even if it is, if we see the potential, we can even send you straight. To, you'll be around me. Learn for some time. We can send you to Bible school. When you demonstrate that you are ready, you are really made, making those sacrifices. Because when you send you to the Bible, you are not coming back to come and become the same person you are. You are coming now to really work. I know, I know to when it comes, it's not coming to come and sit down and be an Adino anymore. No, no, it's not going to happen like that. It's going to change. And expand. People who are willing to make sacrifices. You and your wife must be on board. That's why you must marry somebody with the same mind or marry within the church so that you have the same mindset. Yeah. If you can't, I can send you, say, go to Kumasi, go and go and stand there and start church there. And he will help you, give you the and then you go. We want to take Ghana. We want to go to every region in Ghana. So we are not going to go with this lack of sacrifice attitude. So whatever you are doing, whatever you are learning, learn it well. Because you go and that will be the job you will be doing wherever you are, you, are, you are sending you. When you prove yourself, because it's going to be international. When you prove yourself, 
He can send you to different countries. Give your life for Christ. This is you must give your life for the gospel. Stop trying to chase nonsense. It ain't gonna help you anywhere. What is money? Money can't do anything. Money can't save you. Money can't give you any eternal rewards unless it's being spent in the house of God. Overcome it. Now, everybody here, be in a house fellowship. Everybody here, desire now to start helping out, rounding, be a house fellowship follow-up leader, meaning you go and call people. You go and, you go and call people, remind them, you visit them, then you pass it on to your leaders. Desire to sacrifice to come for training, to become a follow-up leader, a, a follow-up leader or a house fellowship leader. Make sacrifices. Lay foundations of prayer. Fast. Become a little shepherd. A little pastor for them. In your own way. Grow your house fellowship. Build it. And come with proper fruits. And come and show. You gave me two. I've brought four. You gave me five. I've brought ten. Don't be like the guy with one talent. Many are called. Few are chosen. Many are in the one talent producing nothing. Only few are in the five talent group and the two talent group. Many people are producing nothing. Are you one of those people or you are going to make a conscious decision to say that now is the time for me to bear fruit. It takes people who are willing to make sacrifices. There are things in the church that needs to be done. Yes, areas that we must go to. And by the grace of God, you are the person that God has brought. He hasn't brought anybody, you. So make it count. Tell your neighbor, make it count. Yes, make it count. Make it count. Youth, structure in the church. Youth army is what? What's the age group? Okay, so junior youth is what? 11 to what? 15. And then now, children's service to have three groups. So we have the babies, the 0 to 3, 4 years, 4 to 6, 7, and then 7, 6, 7 to 9 and 10. So the older ones are even joining us. They need teachers. You are here in the church. Doing, you, you, you are not involved. Three classes. Only Rosemary is there. And yet we have youth in the church. The junior youth, you are older to be an inspiration and guide. You are not getting involved in it. So they are all, now all of them, see, they are coming to adult church, but they must also have leaders, people who at least do that, even in your house fellowships, start off with that. As time permits and have facilities, then they, might, they can have their own meetings and stuff like that. So when we say the youth in the church, it comprises from those right from 28 right down to the upper age of the children's service, which is from 8, 9 years upwards. That's the youth. When we say scheme army, 
That is you. Just you guys. And you guys should be the people right now that should be like fit, that can be sent, that can run errands. I can send some of you for specialized missions. Go and demolish and bring me some souls here. Yes, I should come from this group. Wild group, the Joshua's. Yes. So, that is a various group. So, notice these groups. When we call for particular meetings, when, tomorrow we are having a youth service. So, everybody from that age must be in that service. It's going to be a proper church service for the youth. And it's going to be coming on at least once every month. For now, once every month, where I'm going to meet just a youth. We'll kick all the old people out, just a youth. And we will pray, we will dance, and we will encourage ourselves in the Lord. It will be coming on once every month, Sundays, because we can't, we can't, be, can't afford the transport on Saturday. It's, it's not going to be. You guys, when you are coming, at your age, the church is not going to give you any transport money or anything. This is why we are having this. You must come by yourself. But for the junior youth, if they can't, we have to help them. And we can't afford Saturday and Sunday. So now, Sundays, we will meet once a month, Sundays. Youth. It's now your duty. Who are your executives? Where are you people? You must rise up from this inactivity and start showing and demonstrating some leadership. Hmm? And making sure that these meet, these are services and these are, the plan is that you are going to be given opportunities to express giftings and other things. And also to be indoctrinated into the doctrines of Christ in the church. So that it doesn't matter where you go. You want to be a salvation clinic member and you want to start a salvation clinic or something. We don't we want this is a denomination that is going to grow. So you better rise up and organize things properly. Hmm? All right, so I've said enough. Be on your feet. Let's pray, then you go home. We'll see you tomorrow. Go and do some evangelism. Overcome inactivity and do something. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. This message is on what? YouTube and podcast. So send the link. Go back and listen to it again. It will help you. Lift your hands up. Father, every hands that are lifted up, not like an old person, but really like a young person, Father, bless them, keep them, give them new strength to be able to do your work in the name of Jesus. You overcome every challenges. I know you are going to use them mightily and powerfully in Jesus' name. We overcome all our problems in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. All right. If you have an offering, Take it out. Let's have an offer.
Lift it up. Father, bless this offering for us. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. So if you have one, come and put it in. If you don't have one, Those of you that are working and having little monies here and there, use your money to help your brethren who need transport money here and little, little things here like that. Be involved in the things of God like that. Hmm? Alright, so that is it. You can come and have your announcements and share the grace.